Hey, thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes. My gosh, Hope for Heroes Texas org you'll want to check out but this is the weight of the badge podcast one of the finest podcasts in this entire world why because i bring on our first responders our police officers i mean the guys that are out there on the streets and i am so blessed and honored today you know it's so special when you have friends in the uh, law enforcement community the first responders these guys are out there fighting for us folks and you'll want to have people come on and start listening to the weight of the badge we've had we've had homicide detectives on we've had snipers on we've had all these different folks on and us being just civilians out here. Don't you want to know what happens when it's uh, the yellow tape goes out? You wonder what's going on behind there. Well, I've got a dear friend that's become just a, he's just an amazing guy. And he's on the program today and he came down from Austin. And I'll tell you, this guy is one of the most incredible individuals. He's one of the most loyal just a fabulous friend to Hope for Heroes that I've ever met. I mean, he's he's a big supporter of Hope for Heroes. He's a huge leader. He's been in law enforcement, Austin PD, for 20 years plus. He started patrol, and then he went to street crimes and organized crimes. And he's also a firearms um, instructor, tactical important stuff out there. Um, he's got a beautiful wife, Laura. He's got three kids. And I want to tell you something, you know, he's been in the military and he's done so many different things, but he is a big supporter of ours. And just with his attitude, and he's just a wonderful guy. And I'm so honored and blessed to have him in Bernie, Texas today. My dear friend and an awesome officer, Joe Swan. How are you, sir? Doing great, sir. Thanks for having me this morning. Well, thank you for coming on, uh, Joe. And uh, like I said, we just want to kind of pick your brain a little bit, get some of your information on what you see going on out there and kind of what you've done. And and so I tell you what, let's just start with, give me a background. Why'd you want to be a cop? Interesting story. Um, growing up, my uh, my mom was a heroin addict. My stepdad was on crack. I knew how to buy crack, would go with him at 10 years old. Police were at our house every weekend. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Wow. I'm going to be one of those officers to help people. Really? And that's that's how I got, <laughs> that's got how you, here. <laughs> that's how you got there. Yes, sir. Wow. So uh, what a what an honor and a blessing that is that uh, the Lord kind of turned you around and said, I'm going to go do what's good. So you've been in the military. And so how, would you, how, did you, how did you get to the point of getting in your first, getting to be into the Austin PD? I uh, went in the Army four days after high school. I actually got a music scholarship for singing and uh, turned down that scholarship because I want to do something bigger than me. Didn't really have a plan. It's like, well, the, the best pathway to become a police officer is to go in the military. And I want to do cool stuff in the Army, jump out of airplanes. So I did that for six years and I applied at the Austin Police Department, started the police academy about 21 years ago. Wow, 21 years. So tell me what are some of the things that you've done, I mean, starting on patrol and going on up. What's it been like to, what's one of your favorite things? I mean, what, what kind of, of uh, I guess, what, would, what do you like to do the best or one of the best things you've ever done, because now you're the vice president of the Police Officers Association, which is huge. You've come through all these different ranks and uh, firearms. I know you're one of the top instructors worldwide. I mean, you're an amazing guy when it comes to the firearms and tactical training and all that. But what are your coming up through the ranks? What was it like or some maybe some stories that you uh, something that changed your life? Um, several things. For me, it was always about making an arrest where you truly changed a life. 
And I don't mean make an arrest just to make an arrest, but where you truly change a life and had an impact and help that victim out of a bad situation. Um, in 2005, I was actually fired from the Austin Police Department for an excessive force allegation. It was unfounded, won my job back through arbitration, was told by our retiring assistant chief at the time that it was, it was a political decision. I didn't do anything wrong. So that motivated me. It didn't affect me career-wise one bit. Uh, from there, I went to the street crimes unit doing plain clothes, uh, street-level stuff, prostitution, street-level drugs, which is how I grew up. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was just natural for me. From there, I went to organized crime dealing with uh, career criminals, the worst of the worst people, and um, tracking those people down, putting them in jail, rapists, robbers, murderers, d- different, you know, just bad, bad people. Well, that's got to be intense, isn't it? I mean, do you— once you get in that, you kind of have to turn your head around to be part of what they do to to catch them? To an extent, yeah. But you have to know how they think, but you don't want to think like them. Ah, that's a good point. We're, we're the good guys for a reason. Um, and I've always prided myself with that. Made a lot of mistakes. I was asked, I was recruited to come out to the training academy, be an instructor on firearms and tactics. Uh, initially, I turned down the job. I said, I don't want to do that. That's boring. I uh, went home and talked to my wife and she goes, what are you thinking? You'd be great at it. And uh, God took me in a different direction. And I did that for seven years. I, From there, I started training all over the country for some very high level uh, people in the government, law enforcement and civilians. Um, then about three years ago, I was asked to join the union and, and the same thing. I said, guys, why do you want me? I don't know anything about this. And they're like, Joe, just be you. And it took me a long time to realize what that meant. And I, there are days I still don't really know what that means. <laughs> But uh, what that meant, what they meant by that was my ability to help other people and try to help other people because life's not about me. It's much bigger, right? right. And if I have that ability to, to help one person, then I'm doing what I feel like I need to be doing. Well, that's doing. what's so great about you guys. Just, it's just law enforcement in general. That's what you're out there doing is helping us, helping other people. I mean, and we pride ourselves on that with, you know, the unfortunate reality is uh, law enforcement is is – become almost the bad guys in, in certain aspects of the media and society's eyes. You know, it, it's like good has become evil and evil's become good. But our officers, every day they put on those uniforms. We're short almost 400 officers in Austin right now. That number's growing by the day, mm-hmm. literally. But Is that because of non-support of the city? Major non-support of the city. Um, we were one of the departments that were defunded a couple years ago. They say they gave us our money back, but they didn't give us the positions back. So it's going to take 10 years at least to build those positions back. Yeah. But our men and women of the department, they put on those uniforms every day, even as short-staffed as they are, showing up to work with one, two-person shifts, which normally it's eight to 10. And and they still do a, gr- a great job. They do an amazing job. And then to hear, you know— Certain individuals from city council, mayor, just, oh, you're, you guys aren't doing a good enough job. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. We're going to take, take, take. But our officers are amazing because they still show up to work and they do phenomenal work every day. And that's the message. That's what we need to get out to the community. For the best. Yeah, we ain't superheroes. We're just ordinary people trying to make a difference. And the first on every scene, it's a heavy, heavy The Weight of the Badge podcast is sponsored by the Bevy Hotel in Bernie, Texas. 
and Apache Rifle Works in Comfort, Texas, open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Keeps going on When those sirens are gone course, that's what Hope for Heroes Texas is all about. If you get a chance to come out to a, a Hope for Heroes morning, 9.30, get there at the Bevy Hotel. These officers coming in, we're going to give them a, a free night for their family. They're at the hotel here in Bernie, Texas. We're going to give them a gift card to spend in town. But the big thing is there's going to be a greeting that uh, we want to let them know how much we appreciate them. So if you folks get a chance to come to Bernie, Texas, or in Bernie right here, you need to be there. Go on to HopeForHeroesTX.org. Put your your phone number or your email address in there, and we'll let you know when those are happening. We're doing about three a month now, giving you one quick day off uh, once a month, <laughs> but that's it. Well, Joe, and it's been amazing the support that you've you know that you and your your uh, officers and your you know the hierarchy of your um, department have just really helped Hope for Heroes. How did you get into the marksmanship and the the gun part of it? Because you're renowned, man. I, I appreciate it. I um I, I joke about this, but there's some seriousness behind it. I've just kind of forced gumped my way through life. <laughs> I have the that told me good. long time ago to shoot at that target. I shot at it, and I ended up being pretty good at it. And <laughs> um, met some people. They saw things in me that I didn't see. Uh, the ability to reach people, to talk to people, train them. And that's probably one of the most rewarding things that I've, I've been able to do is when you have an officer that's been in a life or death situation and they call me and say, hey, man, I did that thing you taught me and it got me through. That's that's just unbelievable. I can never describe that feeling. Um, and then that's turned into the, the, the training aspect of that has turned into being able to help people in other ways, which is where God led me to be a police association. And then I've worked my way up uh, through that. It's really all about helping other people. Yeah. In, well, in training through Christ, just listening to them or offering a smile or a hug. That's sure. Okay. And so you teach these guys, what, how much, what kind of detail, what do they really need when you're teaching them these training? Are we talking about sniper stuff? Or are we talking about what, what all? Uh, all the above. Um, from people that have never held a pistol or a rifle in their life, to I've taught guys that are in the CIA, Army Special Operations, um, Homeland Security, all over. I've trained in about 38 out of 50 states. Been very blessed to travel the country doing that. Uh, I still train quite a bit. Um, I get told all the time, Brad, it's funny you ask that. Oh, you're so busy. You're so busy. But I'm really not. You're never too busy for what's important. Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's just helping people. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. I'll talk to people and they're too, they're too busy to come to a Hope for Heroes 45 minutes blessing these officers and their family. But once they come, they're coming next week. It's like, wait a second. This means so much because it's not about them. It's about the officers. It's all about you heroes at a Hope for Heroes event, any one of them. You've been to the gala. Folks, if you haven't been to the Hope for Heroes gala, Joe will tell you a little bit about that. It, it was unbelievable. I, I'm going to back up, though. I came on one of the Hope for Heroes weekends, uh, my wife, my three kids. And when when Brad says it's all about the greeting, it is all about the greeting. We walked in that room, not knowing. We just thought we were checking into a hotel. And I, I thought the entire city was here. And they're cheering, they're clapping, and they're handshaking and hugging. Not just be, me, but my whole family. And that's one thing. In 27 years between military and law enforcement, I've never had that experience. Wow. And it, it 
it made me reflect. I remember that night in the hotel, I was laying in bed wide awake, just thinking, man, you know what? There is hope. Mm-hmm. There is hope. There, these are the people that we work for. This is why we do what we do. And, and it had that much of an impact. Fast forward, we were invited to the gala. We came to the gala. And I, I'm telling you, the whole town was here. And it was just, the atmosphere was magic. It was all about our officers, the appreciation. And it was so sincere. I mean, I can't even put it into words how amazing it was. So I, I will never miss another one. <laughs> yeah. I will always donate my time, my money, whatever I can do to help other officers through Hope for Heroes to keep this moving. Well, thank you so much. We need you guys. You know, we do need it's all through donations that make this thing work. And we do love our officers. I mean, you guys are our heroes in a big way. So what do you want people to know? Like, I know that you've done so many different things and you continue to help so many people, but when it comes to the different uh, aspects of what you do as an officer, what do you want people to know? Well, my job as the vice president of the Austin Police Association is to take care of our officers, but not just our officers. That's what a lot of people think. Even some people in the community think that we just take care of the officers. No, my job is to take care of the community as well. Right. Austin has a very diverse community. But we do a lot for our, our community. We donated 10 bicycles to some kids two weeks ago. It, it's, it's a weekly thing with that. So it's not just about the officers. But what's going on right now is our officers are struggling. They're having a hard time mentally. And, and what do you think? Is that because of the way that the, we're treating them? I, I absolutely think <laughs> so. When, when they're being told they're racist, they're bullies, this, that, and the other, we don't make the laws. We enforce the laws. We can't teach people how to act. You know, I'm not going to turn. People want to turn everything into a political thing. I'll tell you, one thing I hear every single day is the word equity. And I've grown to hate that word. It's such an important word, right? Just in and of itself. But equity is turned into a quality of outcome and not a quality of opportunity. Everybody should have the same opportunity. Right. I'm all about that. Everybody should. But you got to earn it. You only deserve what you earn. If you expect a handout every day, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah, exactly. You got to work for it, right? But you know what? We're still going to go to work. We're going to do everything we can because, if, like I said, if I or every one of my officers can just touch one lives, man, think about how many thousands of people that impacts. Yeah. That's why our people go to work every day. It's not about me. It's about them. Let's and say in the last five years, just, just take Austin because we're in Bernie. Bernie's an incredible little town. We thank God for the officers and the first responders we have in this town. I mean, they, they're they so respected. Bernie loves our first responders. But I was going to ask you, what's changed up there? I mean, I know that, you know, they just say the pursuit and the stopping them and all that. Has there been a lot of things changed where you can't, what you can't do now as an officer that you used to when you first started? That well, you, that yeah, you can do? there are several different uh, causes of that, right? Uh, city council, we've got a DA that uh, ran on the platform of indicting as many police officers as he can. We have 23 officers under indictment right now in Austin, Texas. And I'll tell you, not one of those did a thing wrong. They did exactly what they were trained to do. They did the right thing during the riots because that's what they were. They weren't peaceful protests. No, they were riots. So I heard. Um our officers right now, they go to work every day knowing they could do the right thing and be indicted the very next day and their lives turned upside down. Wow. That's and that's tough. unfortunate. But God bless those men and women because they still show up to work every day. Wow. 
So what have you seen? Have you, can you guys still pursue people like Rager? I mean, is there, is there, it's very frowned upon. We, is it? we can still pursue, but every year the rules get more constricted, more constricted. Um, you know, back when I was on patrol, you could pursue for a lot of things. You just got to be able to justify why you do what you do yeah. and keep it safe, right? It's not just about catching the bad guy always. It's about the safety of our community. But then you have, you know, different people come in and they want to change rules and say, oh, well, this is, this is better. This is better. This is better. And it becomes a point where instead of putting people in jail that really need to go to jail, it's, ah, well, they didn't really mean to to murder that person, or they didn't really mean to hold a gun to that person's head at an ATM machine. And they're getting out before the officers even finish their report. And that that's a sad state of affairs. And we've yeah. got to, we've got to change that. Yeah, for sure. You think in the future we're going to be able to, you're going to be able to change things. You know Our what? People are seeing. Yeah, I do. And good. that's why I'm not going to retire. My wife wanted me to retire in May. I said, no, absolutely not. Nah, we need you around. We need My, you around, Joe. I've got to stay here to help right this ship as much as I can. And I will fight as long as it takes because good wins. Yeah. And I truly believe that. That's true. And our officers, our first responders are good. What kind of things have you seen in uh, in Austin? Or, of course, like you'd want to change right off. I mean, because, you know, what gets me is we're all dummies just at different things, right? So, but I know that here we have got people in the city council or you've got people that civilians and stuff are out there saying you need to change this, but they've never walked in your shoes. So they don't know what it's like to pursue a criminal and arrest them and then have them let out that somebody maybe shot somebody. So, I mean, what do you see in the future as far as one of the top things that need to be changed? Support. Support. There you go. We need to support our officers. Our city council particularly has given an incredible voice to an extremely small minority of the community that truly believes there should be no police officers. They don't, they don't like us. There's nothing we can do to appease that very small amount of the community. But when they're given that big of a voice and they truly believe there should be no police officers and they're dictating our policy to no win situation. So how do we fix it? Well, I'll tell you how we fix it two ways. One, we've got to get out to the polls. Austin, Texas, on average, you only have 19 to 23% of people showing up to the polls to vote. Mm. It's crazy. I get it. People are working, they're busy, they're doing their thing but you got to find time to vote. That's one of the most important things you can do. The second thing is, if you don't know, ask. We will take all day to educate our community on anything. There are no secrets in the Austin Police Department. We'll let them know. Yeah. Instead of listening to someone who's never, ever been a police officer or convicted felon who's trying to dictate the rules of the Austin Police Department. Transparency you guys are all about. 100%. We have nothing to hide. Yeah. We have nothing to hide. It's a sad state when... When our officers, not just in Austin, but all over the country are considered the bad guys because they're not. No, that's exactly right. Well, I'm hoping things are going to change because your safety is in what's some of the, you know, let's just take when you first got in and let's just say 10 years ago, we see more, we see suicides um, with our police officers. We see marriage challenges, which Hope for Heroes is doing a Salem conference in, uh, in November called Salem stands for surviving a law enforcement marriage. And it could be a good marriage you have, but it's just going to be talking about communication. Hope for Heroes is here to do whatever we can to help the officers get through whatever it might be. And so do you see the suicide situation as bad as it looks? Yeah. Um, one of my best friends from the police academies, my old running buddy, my workout partner, uh, killed himself July 29th. Mm. 
Uh, his birthday was August 5th. He killed himself a week before retiring. Um, out of the blue, didn't, didn't, no one saw it coming, obviously. Uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, we buried him. One of my jobs, I'm still trying to do everything I can to take care of the family so that he's not forgotten. So they're, they're taken care of. I know they'll never fully heal, but we're always going to be there for them. Um, I've had to personally help three officers get to the hospital in the last five weeks that were suicidal in Austin, Texas. Uh, very sad thing, but I'm glad that God put me in the position to be able to help and have that trust where they can reach out. And one of the other things we can do internally is change the stigma of reaching out for help. Yes. It's okay. Therapy is a great thing. It saved my life for sure. But, you know, I've sat in show ups as, as a young officer and somebody calls in, takes a mental health day. And the supervisor's like, oh, yeah, you can have that day. Oh, man, they're weak. They couldn't hack it. No, they're not weak. They're human. <laughs> yeah. and they're dealing with just things you can't even imagine out there, but expected to go the very next call and be the nicest person in the world. You know, um, there, there are a lot of things to mitigate it, training, but I think the stigma on counseling and reaching out for help, we've got to work on that. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Well, Joe, it's been an honor and a blessing just to have you here. You know, 20, 25 minutes runs quick. And, uh, but make, tell me just kind of what's on your heart that you, uh, that you want people to know. Absolutely. I'll just close with two things. One is, is really my life mantra is where, what's got me through everything. And it's, it's a positive attitude may not solve all your problems, but it's really the only option you have to get out of that problem. And the second, and I truly, this is my kind of guiding beacon is Psalm 27, chapter 27, verse one, the Lord's my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? I'm not scared of anything on this earth because mm-hmm. the Lord has my back. It's a true story. Thank you so much for your time. Ah, brother, thank you for being the awesome officer that you are and the friend and what a blessing you've been, brother, and to have you on Hope for Heroes, the Way to the Badge podcast. I want to thank you, Joe Swan. I want to thank all of our officers. You guys are amazing. Under the weight of the badge. Hey, folks. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that. It's amazing what these men and women do as they carry the weight of the badge. And we sometimes forget how incredible they are, but they're called to do what they do. So you know what? When you see one, give them a wave, give them a smile. Things are tough out there for all of us sometimes. So take some time for yourself. Spend a little time in church and with your family. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Heroes, Texas. It doesn't weigh a lot until you put it on. And the way to make sure, folks, let's pray for our officers and our first responders. God bless you, Joe Swan. Thank you, my brother. We'll catch you all at a Hope for Heroes morning.